0: Welcome to another episode of A Funny Story About Money. Today's conversation, uh, I'm sure of it, is going to be really fun. Uh, I met uh, my next guest, what was it, three years ago? Was that three? four. It might have been four summers ago. I decided for some reason that I was going to do a Spartan race. Uh, with my sister-in-law and my cousin. So it ended up being me and and four women doing the Spartan Ultra or Super. It was the Super in Red Deer and uh, I didn't train for the Spartan and uh, once I got to kilometer 11, the only training I did was I ran back to this and forth to the store with my son for a kilometer and a half and my legs seized up at kilometer 11 and I basically had to be like carried to the finish line by these four wonderful women, but we made it through and uh, but th- the interesting thing I didn't know one of the girls on the way there and she was sitting in the back of the truck and, and she was telling a story and Then my ears perked up because she started talking about how Connor McDavid was just at her house for a barbecue and uh, Yeah That was about all I needed to know (laughs) that I wanted to know more about this girl And uh, and so she's gonna tell you how that happened and why that happened Welcome, olivia Pillup, to the show.
1: Well, thanks for having me kent.
0: Thank you for coming on Uh, I will hopefully not have to talk. We didn't really prepare questions because I was like I'm pretty sure olivia could fill more than an hour by herself (laughs) Once I start getting her talking so uh Olivia is a is an event planner Uh, she owns boutique events here in Edmonton and uh, She's a very successful event planner. So I just uh, really excited to hear her story how she got into it and uh, And we'll go from there because I only know a little bit I don't ask her any questions other than stuff about the Oilers So I actually don't really (laughs) know that much about your business Just that you get to pick up McDavid at the airport and I always say, call me next time he comes to your house and I'll pretend I have to bring a form for you to sign or something, but you never have. Um, so just a little bit about yourself, if if you want to get the ball rolling.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay. And to clarify, to clarify, um, you know, that was a slightly embellished story, but yes, he was at my house. It has happened. Um, so my company is Boutique Events, and I've had this company for, jeez, I should know this better, but almost eight years now. And I started out my career in the hospitality industry, actually, and then moved into more marketing, sales and marketing roles. I'm originally from Ontario, so I worked out there in Toronto. Then I ended up moving to Vancouver, and eventually found my way to Edmonton and uh, i started my company after my first son was born and i realized i was pregnant with my second and so i think the company i worked for at the time was go auto i think we all agreed that it probably wasn't a you know great endeavor to have someone coming back to work for three whole months um, right so replacing me as a director of marketing seemed to make be logical for everybody and um, but I was fortunate enough to keep them on as a client. so I went from working full-time with Goado and having my son and then starting my business with, with them as one of my first clients. So I that's kind of where the Oilers come into play because right. I think anybody that sees a lot of the different things around town uh, it started out with the Ford stores that we have, so Kentwood Ford and Team Ford are two Ford stores that are owned by Go Auto. It's the two that they own in Edmonton. Right. Outside of that, they have Ford in other places, but in Edmonton, those are the two stores. Ford has an association with the Oilers, Mm -hmm. and so from there, I took over that contract. So I helped manage the players, um, create promotions, and all kinds of different marketing um, partnerships with them. And so that's what has led into me having close proximity, of course, with. Right. your favorite client of mine. Um, but uh, that's obviously just one part of what I do. That's one of the clients. When I started my business, I didn't fully know which avenue I wanted to go into. Mm-hmm. I knew that at that point from you know the 15 years of working different sales and marketing type roles, that events were the part of each of those roles that I liked the best, I wanted to focus on. So I nailed that down, and then spent the last few years kind of figuring out which events I liked the best. yeah, And certainly have fallen into the niche of only focusing on corporate events. And within that, a lot of client specific events. So grand openings, product launches, customer appreciation events, client appreciation events, have really been what I kind of strongly focus on. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of the evolution of my career to where it is now in a nutshell.
0: So did, did you come to the comedy event that I put on last year, like the K4 one?
1: I did. I did.
0: Like, so how bad was that put on?
1: Well, I mean, (laughs) you know, it was that the communication was great. We got an email saying, hey, do you want to come to this event? You told us where it was. Yeah. You told us when it was. You told us how many people we could bring. So I feel like you actually, you know, for a maybe funny guy that also works with numbers, um, you did pretty well. You, I mean, okay. I, I was almost concerned for my job,
0: but then right. there was oh, yeah, c- sure. a couple
1: screw ups in there that was like, you know, yeah, th- that gave me a little bit of faith in my job security. I agree. So. Yeah,
0: you're fine. I mean, I'm not coming for you. <sighs> Okay. Unless they can get that go-auto contract, then. you know
1: what? We could we could give them a show, but I don't know that you're. <laughs> the, I think I think part of the thing is not ever fangirling, so mm-hmm. I, yeah, or fanguying. So be I think a you're just
0: seriously you
1: might be out. Yeah, my
0: wife knows that I would leave her for Connor McDavid if if <laughs> the opportunity arose. <laughs> <I>, uh, <laughs> um, okay, before we get like going on on sort of the beginnings. What about you? What are you all about?
1: Me? Well, I am a single mom to two amazingly adorable children who I just love with all my being. They're little angels. They are smart. They are funny. They are athletic. They they never try my patience. Never. Never. Like these. This is this is like recording, right? Right. Yeah. So no, they are awesome, and I am like a good mom, and um, they're my focus in life. So, uh, no, yeah, no, I am a single mom to two kids. They're great. Um, they're, they're tons of fun. Um, they drive me to drink. Right. So there's that, but otherwise it's pretty good. I, uh, honestly like between work and kids right now, I feel like I, there's not much else to me. Unfortunately, (laughs) that's the age of space we live in. Yeah. Um, but you know, outside of that, I'm, we like to spend a lot of time in the mountains. I take the kids out skiing quite a bit Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah that's 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 kind of me in a nutshell right now i mean i'm as i said i'm not from edmonton so i've spent the last decade trying to figure out the city yeah. and establish the fact that i'm here i'm here for the long haul now so um Build you know a
0: network here and
1: absolutely we still yeah. like to get back to ontario we spend probably a, almost a month there in the summer each year go mm-hmm. out and Hang on my parents' boat, enjoy the heat and humidity of southwestern Ontario, which...
0: I saw the pictures this summer. I was jealous because, like, it was so bad here. Oh. And it's just so nice. Those lakes out there are just...
1: It's so another nice. level. Well, the Great Lakes are, like, they look like the ocean, right? Like, you yeah. see pictures of, like, where were you? I'm like, it's the Great Lakes. You can't see across them.
0: No, not even close. Like,
1: it's not... People go to Muskoka or they think of Muskoka Lakes, but it's like... The Great Lakes are different. Like, it's sandy beaches that, like, it's hot. You burn your feet because it's so hot out. Right. Fun fact, believe okay. it or not. I
0: love fun facts.
1: Okay. If you get on a map
0: mm-hmm.
1: and draw a line across from where I grew up, due west, you'll hit Northern California. Like, Canada is that south. Like, we go that far down.
0: Yeah, it is pretty far yeah. south. Like, so, once like, you get into Ontario. Like, yeah. once the it gets below the forty. So, where were, where were you born?
1: So, southwestern Ontario. I was technically born in Chatham. Okay. It's just a booming metropolis of 50,000 people. Right. But, uh, yeah, so down there. It's hot. It's hot and humid.
0: Yeah, it is. Even in the winter. I don't like humidity, but...
1: It's really good for your hair and complexion, though. So I know that that should be something you... I'm worried about it, You you, you should be. Well, I
0: actually should be, because... Did did you know me when I got that crazy rash? Yes. Yeah,
1: you should be actually. (laughs) Yeah, it actually, the
0: dry, the dry winters don't help me very much. Yeah. It was the worst. I was talking to a client about that last night and they're like, oh my God. Like,
1: when I first moved here, I thought my face was going to fall off. I'd never live somewhere cold, like uh, cold or dry. And I was just, like, I never, I've never been great about religiously putting on, like, moisturizer or chapstick or anything like that. And I moved Mm -hmm. here. And I had to rectify that pretty quick because I was, like, what? Like, my face had a rash within, like, a couple weeks. Well, yeah, you
0: have a fair complexion. So it's, like, not, yeah.
1: It wasn't wasn't pretty, so. I mean, it wasn't to the level of your rash, just to be clear. No, no. It was, like, a little scaly.
0: I made the front page of Reddit
1: as you should have
0: for that that like, thing oh, oh it yeah got weird I still get emails from people like talking about how depressed they are because it's very rare but anybody that gets it like you basically want to kill yourself so I need like, to
1: stop laughing at this no no, no 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 I <laughs>
0: sorry. I was pretty good about it after the initial like crazy itching went away so the first week like I was like if I had a tool to do it I would rip my skin off like It was so bad. But then it just looked gross. Like but it didn't hurt anymore. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, I mean I saw pictures. I I agree.
0: And then we (laughs) went to Mexico. We were in Mexico with Leo and I'm like playing with him in the pool, like this weird, rashy guy, but the sun was really good for it, so I like had to be out like with my shirt off in the sun and I've never felt like really like insecure about stuff like that in my life, but just getting people watching you and judging, it was pretty weird. For sure. It was a pretty good eye-opening experience, to be honest. Oh, for
1: sure, because some people have things like that all the time.
0: Yeah, or they can't, yeah, Yeah. whatever, right? So, anyways, that was well on topic. It was good, that was good. (laughs) Rashes,
1: I hope someone can, like, tune in in the middle and was just like, and I needed to, like, itch and itch and itch. Yeah, Yeah.
0: gutate psoriasis, it's called, if you want to Google it pretty fun yeah um, yeah okay and then you moved to Vancouver yeah for what
1: uh, for work and it's just really for a change like we were downtown Toronto get out of the rat race heard Vancouver is great I should never been yeah so just zipped out there moved out first time
2: nice. was when I
1: got there and I was fun I worked for DMG World Media when I was out there which um, sold off the division I for but the Daily Mail newspaper, okay. that's the parent company of it. Yeah. It didn't work for the paper, but right. uh, the parent company. So we put on home shows, so large, like the Edmonton Home and Garden Show, a Vancouver Home Show, that type of thing. So it's a
0: big endeavor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: it was a lot of fun. I loved it. We had a great team, great company. Um, it was tons of fun, and then I hooked up with someone that dragged me to Edmonton and, uh, and I've been was... angry ever since, since I divorced him. Like, we're no longer married. I was like, I could that bitter pill, I just couldn't. You're
0: just so mad. Like, the relationship was never gonna work no. because he took you away yeah. from Vancouver to Right? <laughs> right?
1: And now I'm stuck. I mean, I love it here. I'm just kidding. I'm not stuck. Edmonton's great. It's fantastic. Right. It's just, you know, when I look out my window...
0: Well, after this summer, and yeah, yeah. like, it was hard. It's been a hard year. To be in Edmonton. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. But do you
1: know I was getting posts from my family on our group chat for the last couple of days, and one of them was like, "Oh my God, it's 31 degrees here today." What? Yeah, seriously, and I'm like, I just don't even text me anymore. Right. I like, don't just stopped. You're just don't not even leave. family. No, anymore. I'm like, it's it was snowing. <laughs> like, it was snowing. Right. Is it snowing again?
0: No, it's just kind of raining. It's nice. It's a nice day, and there's no construction getting here. It only took me, <laughs> like, 45 <to> minutes. <laughs>
1: I've been stuck. I've been stuck in my parking lot a few times because they, like, block both ends. And I'm like, but no, like, we have to right. exit. <clears throat> this is neat.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Okay. I can't wait to get out of here and get... <laughs> So you get dragged to Edmonton. I, I thought that was the case, that you, you came to Edmonton for a relationship, so that's when you started Go Auto, is right yeah, when you get here? Yeah,
1: not long after. Yeah, I was uh, a few months later, and I started with Go Auto, and then, yeah, worked for them for a little while, and helped them launch their Go card at first, which was their customer loyalty card. Okay. So it didn't exist. So that was my kind of my project when I first came on, and then from there, I took over the role of director of marketing, mm-hmm. and, yeah, then got myself knocked out. Right. And that uh, was a pretty quick departure.
0: But you kept working for until your second son or you took time off. No, like I right took right that off.
1: leave. Yeah. Like I, I had my baby and then I worked I took a full I think six months off and then I just kept on the contract for the oilers. Okay. Um it's it's pretty relationship based and sure. I know as someone who knows me outside of this microphone. I'm, you might not understand this. Like, I'm not always hard to get along with. Some people enjoy. <laughs> I kind I'm of enjoy kidding.
0: your, kind of like, sometimes um, I was like, so, sure, you're, you're friendly enough. enough. I mean, exactly, <laughs> right. exactly.
1: Like, I'm not quite so annoying that they're like, oh my gosh, no, just kidding. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> relationship-based. So, I was able to kind of sneak back into that role and just help with the board stores, like, kind of doing that. And because, mm-hmm. um, you know, after a certain... Number of months of maternity leave, when it switches to parental leave, you're allowed to make, you know, $10 a month or something. So, I went back to work and was like, just pay me what I can make on mat leave, and I'll take over a little bit of work, because I just wanted something to do. Right. And get my foot back in the door, and then, yeah, once I figured out I was pregnant with my second, I was like, yeah, this is probably the level that I'll stick at. Right. For now, and then,
0: But you decided to start your own company while you were pregnant?
1: Well, (laughs) I, yes. I find all that, these things are true. Yeah, that, yes. that
0: seems like a like I I don't know. Yeah, so you've got a baby at home and you're pregnant. Yeah, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna start my own. Thing. Yeah, that's
1: it's, it's pretty much exactly how it went. Yeah. Once we decided that this wasn't gonna be returned to work for Go Auto, I was like, well, then, you know, I'll start my own thing.
0: And Great. I think it was
1: like a comment, like. um Jason Smith, who's with Goato he's now the president. Uh, at the time, he was a vice president. Like uh, Jason
0: Smith, the hockey player.
1: Kind of. It's spelled the same. It's spelled. The, it sounds the same. They look a little different. Right. Sorry, Jason from Go Auto, If you listen to this, you're not as tall. Um, right. Okay. He's, yeah. He's vertically challenged. So. Um, <laughs> 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 Love you, long time. Um, he he kind of made a comment of like you know, you can just do this for yourself, you know, just do what you want. Right. I think it was this, yeah, it was, he's kind of firing me because I was pregnant. But, like, you know, there's that whole, you human, can't do that. human rights thing, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, so yeah. it was just like, you, you know, know, if I
0: convince you to leave maybe, on your own. Maybe,
1: maybe we could just like come up with this great plan. So um, I think we don't necessarily still see eye to eye. I like to spread the story that he did fire me. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that's not true. So we'll split it down the middle. Um, because obviously there's some human rights things and they're an amazing company. So they... Yeah, so I started my own business kind of with his prodding and... Um,
0: but they were also your first client. They so were, you, yeah. So you knew you had like a really good big client almost right well, off the bat.
1: I, I mean, big as in they're a big company. Right. Um, you know, the number of projects and things. I mean, keeping them as a client certainly wasn't going to
0: make pay
1: make my bills. Sure. I, you know, I had needed need more than just them but yeah it definitely was a catalyst to saying like okay i can do this and i think when i went into it i was like okay i did recognize that this was maybe crazy or maybe that's just me in hindsight saying that i recognized it because otherwise it just sounds crazy but yeah no i mean i've i'm i'm very shoot from the hip i'm like
0: don't, you don't say yeah <laughs> okay jump
1: first <laughs> <laughs> look yeah. look, second kind of thing right. so I was like yeah I can do this why mm-hmm. can't I do this people have done this mm-hmm. um, I don't know that people do it with a six month old baby yeah that part, of, that
0: part I actually found surprising yeah. that was uh, that's intense
1: yeah and I think like in hindsight I agree with you but at the time it just seemed logical like right. at that point I'd only been seven months out of the workforce right like not even mm-hmm. so I had been like a complete workaholic at that point. Um, I, When I worked in Toronto for the company that I worked for, I was young and like determined to prove myself. And I would put in, you know, 60, 70 hours a week and I would, I worked for a clothing company mm-hmm. and I launched their brand into the U.S. market. Which was insane in itself because I didn't know anything about NAFTA. I had to sure. learn all of that. Yeah. I had to learn all kinds of things. But I was young, so they were like, yeah, she's, she's going home, oh, let's do this. I would, you know, be in meetings in, you know, California all day, jump on the red eyes, sleep on the plane, fly back to Toronto, and then head into the office. Like, I, so to me, I always had a different mindset right. at that time, right? Because that's just, like, how I had operated. So to me, at that point, I was like, yeah, six-month-old, yeah, I'm pregnant. It's what I've always done. It's
0: not too much to take on. No. Right? Two little babies at home. And no. no. a new business, yeah.
1: No, that, it's, Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: sleep is overrated
0: right I disagree 100% I love sleep so much I just, are you? so did you did you when you got into the business when, did you want to be an entrepreneur did you want to start your own thing no,
1: ever? Like, no you, like, I think if you be, asked me 10 years ago like I knew that I I've always been really fortunate to work for companies that allow me flexibility Right. Probably because they saw that I tended to be a workaholic. So like, if you want well, flexibility, I mean, you go should. ahead. A
0: company should allow that as long as you're producing along, like work when you're producing the most.
1: Totally. And for me,
0: nine to five isn't the time that yeah. I would produce the most, right? Yeah. Like it's just not my style, yeah. right? So
1: and I'm results driven, right? So right. if I need to, I can jam four hours worth work into an hour because I will literally just like bear down, um, so it just depends. But I so I was really fortunate like when I worked in Toronto, um, worked for this, the clothing company is called Dubwear. It's not that you would know it's a private label. They make like sweaters for the U of A, that type of thing. Okay. So they they were awesome. Like I I worked my brains out for them, but no one questioned my hours. No one. you it probably shouldn't. Um, and then when I worked for DMG, it was the same thing. We had we had a little bit more office hours there, but we had a lot of flexibility at that point. Mm-hmm. And then working for Guado is the same thing. I mean, they're I mean, a fantastic company. They just won some big employment award because they're a great company to work for. And so it was the same thing for me. It was there, right? So I've been really fortunate to work for companies that valued the fact that like hard work, do your thing, get results, we're not gonna be breathing down your neck. Right. Obviously, given those things, right? Like if yeah. you're getting results, we're not gonna all over you. So for me, I didn't have that desire to feel like I was like, oh, you know, like slugging it for the man, like mm-hmm. having to work nine to five. I mean, I did put in those, you know, I, I worked for the most part, like within regular business hours, but right I never felt like chained to a desk and those type of things.
0: Yeah, um, so I mean that's what you were almost kind of an entrepreneur mm-hmm. for a bigger company, like in a way. Like there was you had some flexibility, decision making, working your own flexible hours. You're you're creating. Totally. It, so. Yeah.
1: But without the, the the stress, without the... Sure. It's um,
0: almost the perfect world.
1: A hundred percent. So, yeah. No, why would I want to give that up? Now I look at it and I have way more flexibility than I ever had, obviously. Mm-hmm. um, and, and my hours and my lifestyle now are still... Some of them are very set and rigid. Like when I produce an event, I can't be like, oh, okay, yeah, well this came up on Thursday or whatever, I'm going to do this later. Like, the event has set hours. Like, yeah,
2: yeah, You're
1: there. Right. Um, but the it's the other hours that I can work, right? So I can work if I'm, you know, I get called away for something like a lunch with my friend during the day. You I can, can be like, it. whatever, I'll just work tonight when the kids go to bed. So, um, you know, it's certainly a different level of flexibility, but it also is, a, you know, a different level of stress because... hmm no one's gonna cut me a paycheck unless I Right. I, I go out go and get and the client. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. So it's a different level of stress. So
0: So how was the beginning? What you so you said did you know right off the bat, okay, I wanna produce events for corporations, that was like your business model or, or? No,
1: you know what? Like I knew that I want to do events. I love working with people, I like logistics, that type of stuff. So I wasn't really sure. Um, what I wanted to do at first. And I did do a wedding because I was like, you know, that'd be kind of fun. Um, I'm going to try one. And I was like, it was fine. What I didn't like about that is I didn't like people's emotional attachment to money. Right. Like, I like to balance the budget and I can work within a budget and everything else. But when it's someone's, you know, personal event that they want to talk about napkins for 20 minutes, I'm like, oh. I don't <laughs> I want right. to talk about you know brand messaging and I want to talk about what's the purpose mm-hmm. and a social event is literally just that yeah. and so I'd be like well you know we could cut this because it's not strategically doing anything for you right Like, so it just would kind of go against the grain I mean I didn't say that to those people but it would go against the grain of what I believed in like everything I do is like more purposeful more intentful more logical right and so those type of events certainly don't you don't look at with the same lens.
0: Yeah, I could understand. Yeah, so for me,
1: yeah. So for me, I was like, okay, no, 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 I need to stick in the corporate lane because my brain is more, you know, business, right? So, okay, so what are we doing? Why are we doing this? What's the intent? And then that's what creates the event. I don't care about the napkin colors, right? Mm -hmm. I care about, okay, what's our purpose? At the end of the day, okay, well, how do we how says, do we get there? I
0: goddamn care about it. And that's that.
1: exactly why I'm not doing that, right? <laughs> and it's okay. not a personality thing of bridezilla's whatever. I mean, I that doesn't bother me. I think it would kind of be entertaining. Sure. Um, but just for my work style, like to feel rewarded at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like, let's be strategic here. Like, what do you need to be doing? Like, if you're holding an event and you're saying I'm gonna, you know, my goal is to woo my clients so that they stay with me they stay loyal to me they build more of a relationship with me maybe they bring a friend that friend sees how funny I am and they're right. like I want to work with a guy that's that funny So that, that we
0: nobody would, ever does it's <laughs> <laughs> my
1: money is no laughing matter right Um. so I think for that we look at it and say okay like what's the purpose and then work backwards right where so right. many people come in and be like and I think that's what people talk about with weddings all the time not to keep up beating weddings to death but like You know, they make it all about the day and forget what a wedding is about, right? The wedding's about a marriage, yada, yada, yada. So for me, it'd be kind of that, they lose their focus, right? Right. Whereas a corporate event, if you were coming to me and saying like, you know, I wanna have monkeys that, you know, come in and drop from the ceiling and let, Go of swans And I'd be mean, like have, what, what does this have to do with
0: Can we do that?
1: I don't know We could look okay, into it Okay
0: let's do it You're hired for the next right? one Right If you can And giraffes I don't know And
1: giraffes Definitely be... giraffes Right
0: How do we Maybe do a lion Yeah my budget's like 400 bucks So can we do it on You this? know what
1: We could do like a um, A paper mache Oh yeah Or like an origami lion For a four hundred dollar budget, I can probably find an origami artist.
0: Yeah, they they don't charge a lot of money.
1: I can't imagine. I mean, like my kid can probably do it. I'm about child labor. No, no problems there. (laughs) I could get him a book. He's pretty. You
0: have your boys working for you. You betcha.
1: They they actually did set up an event with me recently because they two actually in the last
0: month
1: (laughs) since this recording. (laughs) How much do you pay them? Yeah, with love. Right. Well, because if I gave them money, then it would be child labor.
0: Right. If it's love, it's just
1: it's just, you know.
0: I get Leo to write financial plans for me all the time.
1: Is that why I did so well last month?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, did you? I'm not sure. I don't read them. I have no
1: idea. I'm, of the I'm so glad I put the a state.
2: lot of effort into it. Re- <laughs> I
1: appreciate all your emails. I think they're great, <laughs> and like clearly, other people are much more on their right. on their that's, game than me. That's
0: funny. <laughs> uh, okay, so you kind of just dis- you start the weddings, you move to
1: yeah, it took corporate pretty corporate quick, pretty like by quick. weddings. That you you added a plural in there. I think literally, I did two. Right. Um. And yeah, corporate was just more so. Um, one of my first corporate clients, other than Goato, again, so Goato and the Ford stores, um, you know, they're a you know, long time client. Um, one of my second, I guess my second corporate client would have been Manulife Real Estate. Um, Laura Bradley, who has, you know, kind of exceeded c- her original role there, but she hired me probably six years ago, I think. And I've been working with them ever since. We do a few events a year for them. They're, I mean, everyone thinks of Manulife Place downtown, of course, Mm -hmm. but they have, well, you would know, I think, a little bit more. But so they have a few different arms. So they have, you know, the real estate portfolio. So they own buildings, they manage buildings, they manage assets. Obviously, they have their insurance and everything else. So she's on the real estate side of things. So I've been doing events with them for a number of years. And um, immediately, I was like, these are, this is my ideal client because they get their purpose of let's get a, you know, here's an event, here's the purpose, here's what we want to do. Let's be creative with it. And, you know, and also was open and very forward thinking about when I would come to them with ideas that were crazy. Or she'd have an idea and I would build a little bit of a crazy spin on it. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, so they were kind of one of my next. And I was like, after that, I was like, no more personal events at all. Because that was just, we had so much fun doing it. We were so successful with it. And um, it was just, yeah. So it was amazing. So I think it's just, you know, finding the clients that on a personal level, uh, that I connect with is really important to me. Um, Mm -hmm. More so than the project, it's more about the client themselves, um, their personality. Because if we can work well together, then we can make anything happen.
2: Sure.
1: Um, And then from there, obviously, like, the projects themselves, you know, making, like, understand that, hey, I really like those events, The people that will have the details, um, but also not need their hand in every little thing. They hire me because they've said, hey, we recognize that you're an expert in what you do, Um, we're hiring you to do it. Versus, I'm gonna hire you because someone said to hire an event planner, but I wanna Look, sit beside you every day. Dis- exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like, then they can probably just do it on their own and not waste their money. Sure. Um, because I'm like, we're not. Neither one of us will enjoy that process, right? So, right. I mean, I don't sit beside my hairdresser and be like, "No snip there," right? So, you if don't? I, it would be disastrous. <laughs> <laughs> <That was sad. laughs> and she probably stab me with some scissors. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Uh, so you're new to Edmonton, basically. How long you've been in Edmonton? What two years by the time you started? Um, we just have to go get a dog. <laughs> There's a,
1: this is the perks. Oh, I guess she went away. She's not oh, wanting anymore. Okay, oh, she was. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. See, this is a, we're very like you know New Agey here, so we let dogs in the office.
0: There was a dog in the office yesterday. They had a
1: dog. Perfect. That I
0: was at. I hear it's supposed to bring up morale or something
1: something it's stressing me out when i heard her whining right now but typically it's yeah. fine i mean yeah. she's a cone in her head so it also adds a bit of humor
0: yeah we try to she
1: runs into everything right now pretty funny but. um yeah so i've been i guess at that point i'd been here yeah about three years okay two three years
0: so you don't have much of a network in edmonton at the time do you? at that
1: time uh no i mean i you know i knew i yeah, probably three or four people when I moved here right. and uh, you know I think I'm fairly friendly so I think I built a network pretty quickly and you know put myself out there I think the work that I did with go auto I had to do a lot of business development for them
0: mm-hmm.
1: because we were launching this go card so we did some you know partnership programs and things so definitely put me in a position All right to build that up
0: like with corporate like yeah customers and stuff so you would kind of meet with the decision makers at companies
1: for- yeah well there's a variety of things like we tried to get um one of the things we did was we offered this go kart package to like as an employee incentive right? It's for other big companies be like you know you can offer your employees these free go cards they get to save 15% off yeah 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 so lots of perks and benefits so there's people that I was meeting that way um they didn't necessarily benefit my business, um, but they, it's just that practice of getting your name out there, right?
0: Right. Okay.
1: Well, if we're, if we're not flowing well, I guess our secret's out. We're that my, not. You're busy. My receptionist, apparently, who's my alter ego, stepped out, and I had to take an important phone call. Right. <laughs>
2: fair so
1: fair. I'm juggling a few things right now between this interview. We've got a, an event moving out, so we'll uh, get right back on track. Um, so, yeah, so my network, it, yeah, no, truth be told, no, it wasn't big. So, yes, no, it was totally crazy to be doing this. We can get back to that obviously questioning my mental sanity once again.
0: Right.
1: Six-month-old, baby, a terrible network, right? Like, I'd worked, I, you know, I'd met some people and things, but certainly not enough to be like, hey, if I go out on my own, I have this Rolodex full of people, because mm-hmm. this was you know, almost 10 years ago, I think we had Rolodex. Maybe we, ever, we maybe still had a Rolodex, maybe? I don't
0: think I don't so. Okay, no. so. I don't know. Okay, so when no. I first
1: started working, we had a Rolodex. Right. I had one.
0: Well my granddad had one, it was awesome. Like, okay. I crushed it.
1: I I seriously have it. it was fun. Like my first big girl job, I had a Rolodex.
0: I would pre- I'd probably be better with a Rolodex. Though. Oh a
1: hundred percent.
0: But uh, yeah. right now
1: people are saved at weird things on my phone, it's not their full thing, and then their emails channel. Right.
0: Yeah. Um
1: so no, I mean I, I knew some people, but for me, again, so many of my jobs had been, you know, start from scratch, jobs. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't daunting to me that to start from scratch. Right. Um, so, you know, I made a website, as you do, because then you're real.
0: Yeah. If, old, if you, that was my big thing. Yeah. And I, what a waste of money. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah.
1: See, you clearly paid someone too much money to make a I website. I did.
0: They sold me on stuff that they said they could do that they did not and could not do. And I paid a lot of money and waited a long time and ended up making it myself.
1: Yes, yeah, see, and that's what I did, right? I got some help with some you know, people that I knew. Um, I, but again, my context at that point, the people that I was using, was a designer at a Vancouver. And I had a copywriter, a friend of mine, who owns a PR company in Vancouver, help me with the writing. Because even though I can write well enough, good at times when I pay attention, um, and I like writing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: writing it yourself is completely different. So having her do it was great. So I, had, I pulled in those kind of resources. So I had a decent website. I don't think it's really changed. Right. Um, but uh, So I did that and then I was real because I had a website. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I guess I have to register a business. Like I figured all those things out eventually. Yeah. I think it was, it was car before horse, like website. Absolutely, probably a client. And then I was like, oh, I have to register this. Um, so yeah, I kind of figured all that out. And really it's the wrong thing to say. And I know I shouldn't be saying this, you know. I made a business plan. I thought about investing, No, I just threw it at the wall and, you know, to see what sticks.
0: See what sticks, sure.
1: And again, I, I wouldn't recommend that to everybody because because of my history, right? I had done that in different, you know, different companies for different people, different projects, and I knew what it took to start things up. Right. So you know, I'd worked in a resort that had just been taken over by somebody when I was twenty-one. And we had to get that started from scratch. And then I worked at a clothing company where I had to start their U.S. market from scratch. Mm-hmm. I went to GoAuto where I had to start this Go card from scratch. So I, I knew the processes involved, mm-hmm. uh, whether it was formally laid out on a piece of paper that I was following, or it was just something that was in my head. Um, there was process, yeah, um, just more informal because that's the way I am. Right. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I really did that and. Uh, and built a network quite quickly doing
0: that. And how did, so how did you go out and get clients in the beginning?
1: To be honest, like it's been all referral and word of mouth. And for me, again, going back to where I was then to where I am now, I did just have a newborn, right? So it was, a, I had Go Auto as a client and it's really ramped up how many clients I've had. The referral, the word of mouth, kind of that like upward trajectory mm-hmm. has fit quite well with my lifestyle. Um, because I wouldn't, I didn't have the capacity to go out and search out and have you know a million clients my first year because I, I I wouldn't have been able to do it. Right. Right. So it was good. Like I slowly built them, and then at the same time, my kids have been slowly aging. Right. So now I'm like they, they get are... like
0: a year older every year.
1: It's it, yeah. It's weird. It's right. this thing that happens. Um, I don't. I guess I'm aging too. Oh my <laughs> god! I just turned forty. Um. So do, yeah, I did.
0: You look thirty nine. Oh my god! Kat, <laughs> thank that? you so
1: much. And I had a late night last night, so it's probably yeah, actually thirty-six sure. most days. It's <laughs> um, true. So you no, know, so we uh, it, was, it was a good trajectory for me. So everything's been word of mouth. Like I have my website, people stumble across it, and everything else has been referral. So mm-hmm. I, the, the odd again, so either they stumble across it's referral. I haven't done anything else, but my whole thing is again. It's always been in all my positions. Relationship, relationship is so important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, building that client relationship, um, doing what needs to be done. That's very much my motto for everything. Like, do what it takes. Um, as an entrepreneur, as an employee, I was the same way. You know, no one is above any position, role, task. I agree. So, yeah. yeah. So people see that, and you're like, okay, well, here's my scope of work, and they're like, okay, oh shoot, I need you to do this, and you're like. Well, let's revisit the scope. Because, I mean, and there's lots of people that that's their model. And that's fine. And that's fine for them. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like, okay, yeah, no, no big deal. We'll get it done. You know, it bodes a lot to relationship because my thing is I come on board. I meet somebody. We connect. We decide we're going to throw this event. And I want it to be a success. And I want it to be a success for them. And then when you do whatever it takes to get done, at the end of the day, they appreciate that you become integral to them but then when they talk about you they're like yeah she does what it takes to get it done and it's always you know and I think that's that's how I built my business it's kind of just saying you know having that attitude well I'm
0: producing right like Absolutely. that's the most important you get whatever you get a few clients in the beginning and you produce mm-hmm. well yes then yeah right like if you're shitty at your job then Yes. See you later. I mean, (laughs) I'm not getting any... uh... Oh,
1: absolutely. And I think for that, I think, and again, it goes to that, right? Being willing to put the work in, right? Mm -hmm. So many people I find now, and not just now, I'm sure it's ever, but like, you know, you've got people that are just willing to do just enough to get by, and Mm -hmm. you've got people that are, again, very rigid in their scope. Well, that's not my job, that type of thing. Like, that's one of the more annoying things for me to hear someone say, whether it's someone that I'm working with, someone that's working for me. Um, it's your job. Like, yeah, <laughs> like can sure. you do it? Then it's your job. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, you know, if you got a bad back and you can't physically lift a box, okay, fine, you get a pass.
0: Sure. But
1: otherwise, like, making an event a success in my world, everything that goes into that is my job. Right. So this morning I was on a site, and you know the caterers forgot a little bit of the garbage, and I was like, okay, here's a garbage bag, right? Like, there's other days I'd be like. I'm literally picking up somebody else's garbage today. But that it's what we do to get the job done. And I think having that attitude is very important.
0: So how many jobs can you do in a year? How many jobs do you do kind of in a a year? Is there like a perfect number?
1: (sighs) Not really because it depends on scope, right? Right. So all my client contracts are different. Um, The work I do with Go Auto and with the Ford dealerships, is more, you know, dealing with personalities and it's kind of a year-round thing. Like, it doesn't have a hard start and a finish date other than mm-hmm. we get kind of get the summer off when the players leave and then we're planning for the next year. Um, so that's kind of a year-round contract. There's only so many of those you do. Otherwise, you'd, be, you'd have you know, three full-time clients and then you'd have to cap it. Right. Whereas one's, last night, I was doing an event for Epic Investments and, you know, I'll do a few events for them a year, but, you know, we started planning it, you know, 8 weeks ago really mm-hmm. and we executed it last night and now it's done. So again, depending on you know what it is, how much goes into it, there's some events I do for Manulife, um are food truck events. This year we did 13 of them. Hmm. Which 13 events sounds huge, but based on the scope of what those events are, it's kind of a duplication. Right. So, yeah, so there's I guess there's no magic number. It's a, it's a formula kind of based on like what contracts I have at the time. How time consuming are they? What's involved? When do they need to be executed? Mm-hmm. And 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 sometimes it's a matter of bringing in other people if it's something I really want to do, but right. I just need some help. Um, yeah. So,
0: but basically, so it's just. But when setting up an event, so how do you, who do you hire? Do you hire like an event rental place? Is that how that all yeah, works? Yeah, so it's all
1: vendors, right? And if right. you, again, going back to relationship, um, you know, you I get great service from my vendors. Um, I've, you know, certainly over the years figured out you know, who who can provide the level of service that I want and who can work well with my style, because again, everything comes down to that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I have a great network. Um, you know, I work with special event rentals for my rentals. I work with Invert um, 720 for my AV needs. Um, and, and they're just people that, you know, have the same level of service as I offer,
2: because right. it's important. Sure. Because if
1: I say to my clients, hey, you know what, last minute, we can pull something out of thin air. Mm-hmm it's most of the time me communicating that to my vendors, right? Like, I'm quarterbacking it. You're right. And they're the ones showing up. And so, you know, we did a big grand opening for Toyota Northwest Edmonton and the morning of the grand opening the client's like, it'd be really cool as if we you drove the car right into the middle of this, the, the new car that they're unveiling this year by Quinston's and then like, has some like dry ice and stuff go off and I was like, <laughs> you know what, that would be pretty cool. Alright, let's just see what we can do. And then I'm immediately on the phone to my supplier being like, how do we do this, Sam? Like, right. we need to do this. Like, I've just led them to believe that this is possible. Yeah. So I'll figure out the logistics that so we don't run people over, but you need to get me dry ice. And so, like, he dropped everything and scoured the city for me and found dry ice and got it there. And we practiced and we got it set up the day of. And there was, like, a thousand people we had to, like, not have this car drive to. So right. things like that if I didn't have a good relationship with my vendors as well, and if I didn't have amazing vendors,
0: mm-hmm.
1: then I couldn't do my job, so. Sure. Like, I just look like I pull it all together, but really.
0: It's a team. It's a complete that, team. But it, you get the reward.
1: I that's do, nice. I do. I get all the credit.
0: Of course. So, as yay. you should.
1: Yay. Actually, the client gets the credit at the end of the day. Oh. I prefer it to be, and that's kind of one of my things, right? Like, my job is to make it so seamless that that client could be there, like, shaking hands, networking, being like, yeah. This is my party that I'm throwing for y'all.
0: Right. Yeah. And yeah, then, then it's a success, right? True. If my
1: client looks good and I mean that's the same way my vendors are for me, right? We all just an upstream thing and mm-hmm. then I just have to shower them with love and affection later.
0: Like you're not even there.
1: Exactly.
0: But exactly. you are there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's well, I mean, so I I kinda get that. I like basically like organized our wedding like in my mom. oh I used to like planning like events and stuff, but my friends are like my god you're so stressed out i'm like and i don't get stressed out very often and and i was yes i was like is the temper where are the chairs like what's gonna happen where's and i yeah it's too it's a job that i realize, like i could probably put on a good event but I, i would have a heart attack
1: i think that's what i do see with some people and i hear that from some people is like you know, I'm not necessarily, you know, better or worse than, you know, the next person. Um, but if you're on site, one of my big strengths is that, like, I don't, I don't really get stressed. Right. Um, it's, it, it, you know, it, it's a pretty high, high threshold for me. So I'll be on site and sometimes people are like, is everything going okay? I was like, yeah, why? They're like, well, you just seem really calm. I'm like, so that shouldn't, stresses shouldn't I be? <laughs> like, right, when I start running, then we worry. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, for someone who is, you know, pretty I, I, pretty high energy individual myself. Mm-hmm. Um, especially compared to you. What are you trying <laughs> to say?
2: <laughs>
1: We're like yin and yang, right? right? We yep. balance here. Um so you know, I'm certainly very you know high energy and like you know out there personality when it comes to that stuff i'm i'm very much in my element so i'm very calm cuz mm-hmm. i'm like oh well i mean i've spent a little bit of time planning this event i've i've arranged everything like I, typically when an event happens like when it's actually going on like i'm pretty bored cuz like everything's That's everything's working out the
0: way that it should be. hopefully. Yeah, and yeah. so
1: same with moving and you know moving out events and things like that. It's just kind of like well, yeah, this all works out. I think a lot of that comes from when I was in Vancouver working for the show, like the home shows,
2: mm-hmm.
1: massive events, right? Oh, like yeah. you've got forty Crazy. to sixty-five thousand people coming, depending on the ones that you know we were working on, over five days, and you have like two and a half days to move in three hundred vendors that are building houses inside of BC mm-hmm. Place, is yeah. the venue we use there, like. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and so you really get into this mentality of like, you know, it reminds you that it's all a show, right? So if you're gonna paint a wall in your house, for example, you're gonna want to paint it perfectly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But when you have an event, you're gonna paint it white and it's gonna be it's gonna be good, but it's it's, it's it's lipstick, right? Like it's gonna be there. People aren't coming to look at this and examine this. So I think it gets you into that mental state of being like it's show ready, it's not show home ready. It's not a show home that they're building for five, you know, for five years to sit there and trying to sell off of. Right. So you kind of look at it and go, okay, like, you know, the what am I gonna spend my time and my clients' money on making look good and just accepting that like you that this is a four hour event or, you know, and putting the right efforts into those things. I think mm-hmm. that was a huge learning for me to kinda of go, okay, like what level you do things at for an event. Right. And when you're going overboard and spending money and mental energy mm-hmm. on something that is not really relevant. So I think it's kind of like figuring those things out really helps that balance, right. if that makes sense.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, I get it. So are you generally like a perfectionist or, or you're not? Like-
1: on certain things, yes. And on certain things, I would say no. Like that theory applies, right? right. So, um, Because
0: if you were, then it would be harder to fall away from that, like, show-ready thing. Yeah, and I think that's that's
1: what stresses a lot of people out because they do think that. And you're like, well, no, it's it's a client event. Like, the focus is on X, Y, and Z, right? Like, the – I think it's more of a level of service versus perfectionism. And, -hmm. again, that level of service needs to be tied to that event and that event's budget. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, some events – I'm planning this Children's Mental Health Conference – The focus of that event, we would never make the signs and the invitations and that kind of stuff for that event that I would for a client appreciation event because the Children's Mental Health Conference is an education-based conference that is literally as bare bones as you can get because it's about information, it's about making it accessible, and we don't waste a dollar on anything that is not fitting into Educating and getting as, this message to as many people as possible—that's mm-hmm. all the whole thing is based around. Whereas at client appreciation events, you know, if you're a cli- if you're a company like Manula, if you have a certain level of prestige about you.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: can't have people showing up and getting like a stapled together handout and being like, "Here's tonight's program." They're like, "Ooh, are they going out of business? It's construction? Oh, like we just got a big vibration. The building was <laughs> the falling down. Felt so. like a mini earthquake. <laughs> you know what it is? It's probably, I think they're taking out the." Um, the Crosswalks on 124th Street, those red ones, right? So that's what all this mess is.
0: Yeah, it was that. Oh my god, yeah, that's like a is that's big, what's
1: going on. That's what's going on
0: Good, because it, you're shaking stuck right now, there, right? Snapping. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and now you're shaking. It's, it's weird. So the mini earthquakes, the construction, right? Crosswalks. <clears throat> Um, so yeah, I think it's a matter of, you know, looking at that and saying, okay, like for which client? Because again, if I look at that and be like, wow, okay, so this children's mental health conference, like it's pretty bare bones, right? Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but that's because of the goals, right? right? So perfectionism there. No, I can't be concerned that it all looks pretty and perfect because that's not what our goals are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas with manual life, yes, I need to be con- concerned with the level of service we're giving because that's in line with the brand. And their events are typically to be like, okay, you know what, like, you're our top brokers for this year. We're going to do something and we are going to treat you like the VIP you should be treated as to show you how much we appreciate you. Right. We're not going to, like, take you down to, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken for a fried chicken meal. Like, we're just not, no one should go to Kentucky Fried Chicken ever, actually. I don't know. I think maybe we shouldn't. Sometimes. Sometimes. Well, I mean, it's a step up from like Chick Fil A, but uh, is it? I thought Chick Fil A
0: was supposed to be good.
1: I wouldn't go there, so that's going to turn into a political cat podcast. be so probably oh,
0: should. Oh right, because yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. But well, now uh, we know
1: where I stand on that. But anyways, Northern no, Chicken's I, I, like I, right here. Have you eaten there? No. It's pretty good. If is you it? if you want fried chicken, I mean, I would suggest Northern Chicken. Okay. I want
0: it. I would like to go for sushi after this is done. Do Wushuko. you like sushi?
1: Wushuko next door. Amazing. This is the best part of having an office on 124th Street.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Like, every it, except day. Except for today.
1: The traffic's a pain because of the crosswalks, because the city made a little mistake. Right. But the food scene on this street is amazing. Yeah. Like, Muley's, no. like, right next door. I don't know what that is. Oh, mean. my God. They have a thing called the Secret Meat Club. Do you, you don't know because it's, like, a secret.
0: You know that I was in a movie at Albert's right there. No. Yeah, did you see that I was in that movie?
1: No, but I'm gonna go check it out tonight. It's It's Friday night. Make some popcorn. No, the
0: movie's not out yet. Oh, hopefully it comes out.
1: It was like filming like months ago.
0: Yeah, I was in it.
1: I saw it being filmed. I didn't see you. Yeah. I just saw the I saw the film trucks.
0: Right. Well, I was inside, so the film trucks weren't. I wasn't outside.
1: Yeah, I saw the trucks, and I was like, seriously, I. Vancouver, Toronto, it was always getting in my way. And then that day I tried to pull in (laughs) and there was a film truck blocking my alley. So I do remember that. It's my fault. It is your fault. At Albert's. What is this movie? Let's let's hear.
0: What is it called?
1: And why were you in it? Like it must be a comedy then. No. No, okay. No,
0: it's like a dark, pretty dark. There's some comedic elements.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, you sound dark. Like you can...
0: I don't have any speaking lines. Oh. Or I think I say, hey, hey. <laughs> um, the director, his name's Mike Maxis. Okay. He's uh, he directs like a ton of uh, music videos in LA, okay. but he's from Edmonton. He owns uh, El Cortez. Oh, uh, good, another good restaurant. Yeah. Um, him and his wife, or yeah, his wife, they're married. Came to a show. Okay. Um, and then I don't know, a month later, I was like. A camping with some friends and I got a call and he's like again. Hey it's Mike like we met after the show for a second Do you want to be in this movie? And I was like you saw my comp, you know, I can't <laughs> act, <right?" laughs> I was like, "So
1: if There's no lines for you <laughs>
0: uh, He's like no, I just want so I met with him for lunch and and he wanted me to he wanted to reshoot this fight scene so one of the main characters in the movie is is this Jeff to take that one? I don't know. Probably not. Not
1: now. I let it go. So. One of
0: the main characters in this movie is uh, Cowboy Cerrone, who's a UFC fighter. That's an Oilers text. I'm just That's an Oilers text.
1: Well, it's, it's it's I'm neglecting my job right now. Someone needs a vehicle. Well, but I don't know how to say this guy's name. Jerko. No. Oh,
0: uh, He has his?
1: a Swedish last, a Swedish name.
0: Pearson person
1: no I can't say it because then I' I'm, I'm being recorded and I'll you'll make fun of me oh. for my inability how do you say that
0: oh Joaquin La- La- I think
1: yeah
0: he I needs understand. a car from you
1: well, well for, not for me to rev indirectly like, I don't
0: even understand what the hell do you have to do so that? I set
1: them up and then I'm like they're like can we get a car from Ford and I'm like okay I just need your firstborn. Right. Your house keys. And... Your banking password. And in return... No, just kidding. And then, no, so they'll they'll say, like, hey, we need... we Now we're living in Edmonton and we need to get around because they probably have a car in another city. Right. And they're only here for a limited amount of time, so we'll give them a vehicle to drive. Hmm. And then, in turn, that's why we throw the contests and the promotions, right? So it'll be like, okay, here's a vehicle.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, they know that the dealerships that, like, Kentwood Ford and Team Ford, they just have a really good reputation. We're right. treating the players well, they've had they've been doing this for thirty years, right? So I just you know handle that part of the program, so they know it's you know they have great customer service, all those kind of things, so they align well with them. So mm-hmm. they're like, hey, can you guys get me a vehicle? And then can I be one of your spokespeople? So nice. we're like, mm, let me see. Well, well,
0: let's see how your season goes.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not what I say,
0: <laughs> but that's the truth.
1: No, no, not Don't at all. Don't
0: lie to me. I,
1: you know, I, yeah. There's lots of different ways we choose, sure. and usually it's not me making the choices. I sometimes advocate for people that I like on a personal level. Like I think that they'd be really easy to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I'm not a—I didn't play hockey. I don't know my stats. I'm not you. I'm not like a fan per se. So I can't go and be like, oh yeah, that guy's really good. Like he got transferred here from you know Detroit, and you know he won a Stanley Cup. Like. I would have to spend some time on Google to figure that out. So then, you don't
0: really care. Well, I do
1: care because we want to have the best partners possible. Mm -hmm. But there's other people with the Ford stores that actually could do those things so that I'm just like, hey, these are the guys that are interested in vehicles this year. Like, who do we Mm -hmm. think would be the best partner? And then the ones that I think that are like really nice or like make my life easy, I advocate for them. So I'm like, well, person A might have a better playing record than person B. Mm Mm-hmm. But hot damn, person B is real easy to work with. Right. So they're, in my mind, a better partner, right?
0: So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense to
1: me. Sorry, that sure. text message from a player that I'm ignoring my real job here while we chat.
0: Sorry. Got us distracted. I, yeah. Your
1: movie. Back to your movie. Back to your movie.
0: Yeah, so this UFC, the I think he's won the most UFC fights in history this guy named Cowboy Serrano he is uh, he's in the movie okay the main character is Sean Penn's son
1: okay what's his name i feel like i it doesn't matter whatever sean penn's son
0: i'll, I'll remember
1: the uh, rest of my life i want to be i want to be so cool that they're like
0: that's that that kid son. that's
1: Olivia, because I actually get the reverse. They're like, oh, you're Burke's mom. Because, like, Burke has that, like, awesome head of hair. Right. So everyone's like, oh, you're Burke's mom. I'm like, no, he's my kid. <laughs> For the yeah, love yeah. of God, I was here first. I birthed him. Oh,
0: my brother snaps when <sighs> people are like, you're Kent's brother. He's like, no, uh, Kent's my brother. Right? He's older. He was there that first. Marks, like, but brother.
1: your brother has a good flow.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, Great right? hair, sure.
1: So, therefore, by my logic that, like, I'm identified because of my son with his hair. hmm Like.
0: Well, my I, brother's way studlier than I am, too. So, then, like, he gets mad. Like, he's a studly dude. So, then. He, his
1: ego's fragile, right? He's, right. <laughs> right? It's like, you know, no. No.
0: Right. Uh, so, but I'm funnier. <laughs> and
1: he's, you're in a movie.
0: He's pretty. Yeah. Are you in a movie, Keith? Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) he won't listen America's Funniest
1: Home Videos when you pranked him maybe that was his only cameo I don't know
0: no uh, no he's pretty funny though but yeah so all my job was is this director was like are you good at you know like stunts kind of and I was (laughs)
1: like chaotic Kent
0: and that's what I said I said have you ever heard of chaotic Kent (laughs) and he was like no obviously and
1: uh, I show people those videos, by the way.
0: I need to make more. I think
1: they're funnier when I you know you. Yeah. Like, like you have to know your personality to realize, like, because people are like, oh, like, they're really serious.
0: Like, right, some people are like, is he really that bad? <laughs> yeah. like, but sometimes I do stuff that I know nobody else would try. Like, yeah. every once in a while, I do jumps where I'm like, most people wouldn't yeah. even try this. I yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. So, yes, I spent a whole day getting fake beat up by a, like, really scary UFC fighter.
1: Like, so you didn't talk, but you're on camera a lot because you're getting beat up.
0: Yeah, I have a pretty cool fight scene. Uh, hopefully, like, hopefully the movie gets, you know, gets distributed. He Hopefully he's trying to sell it to Netflix, I think. Um,
1: oh.
0: And there will be a viewing party in the Alberts parking lot if it comes out. Like Really? Yeah, so... Uh, I yeah, I would at the Alberts sh- parking lot. Is sh- this real? I'll you just sh- paint that part out. I'll right? show you the bruises on that I had from getting like thrown into the like gross fryer and like like a hundred times. I'm like,
1: so you were just like basically I like what, what I hear man. from that. But what I hear from that is that like you were terrible at getting beat up if you had to do it a hundred times.
0: No, we just wanted to keep. I was pretty good at it. Okay. They, okay. He just well, wanted, I mean if that's like, what, if
1: that's how they sold it. Takes. They sold it to you.
0: No. A hundred
1: takes is a lot. Like if you had to get beat up a hundred times
0: He wanted it. It must we have tried been the a whole bunch of things. No, the he was good. But sometimes uh,
1: <laughs> so sensitive over here. No. I wish I, would, I could see your face. They tried, like the emotion they that they you're They tried like,
0: to have uh they tried to have a, a, a... one scene where I did say something. That oh. got cut a hundred percent. Like yeah. I was like he's like, come in say Blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, yeah, that part's not going to be in there. But I'm like a restaurant manager, and I come in while his cooks are getting beat up, and I'm like, hey, man, like, what are you doing? And then the guy just attacks me.
1: So you, on your resume now, you can be like, I was once an Albert's manager. Elbert's, I have, Albert's I have two
0: Albert's? IMDB credits. That's pretty now. Cool.
1: You know, my sister, she was engaged before. Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with anything but other than IMDb. So she was engaged to a guy who was going to be an actor. It was this thing, right? And so she she dumped him because, no offense to actors, but she was like, well, so one day I want to eat. Just kidding. That's not why. It's because he was a narcissistic. But anyways, um, so recently she was watching a TV show, and she didn't really think he made anything of himself. It's been, you know, 10, 15 years or so. And guess what? He made it. He got beat up by someone, too. Oh. So, I mean, if he was a real actor, and this was his job, and he, like, worked really hard for it, and you just, like, walked into this, and you're basically at the same in level. In Edmonton. In Edmonton. Like, status-wise, like, I think it's kind of a big deal. Oh, This I, is just a tipping this point.
0: This is huge. Like, I'm... Going places.
1: Like, big. Like, you, you've seen all those things about, like, who really, like, peaks after 40. Right. Like, you're Hollywood. Here you come.
0: Yeah. It's I agree.
1: Can we remember that we were friends? Of course. Can we library this podcast forever so I can be like, this one time when Kent Tilly
0: told you the story about yeah, yeah, yeah I now, was there. well now this became about me okay sorry and i only have a couple more questions because we're past an hour okay and i'm getting hungry <laughs> and we're getting texts See, and I'm emails and stuff i am
1: ruined just ch- ch- um, cut out the middle part uh
0: no i would i don't want to cut out i i've been having fun it's fun <laughs> i like talking <laughs> to you i I been told
1: to shut up a lot, so don't worry.
0: One question I have. So when you started, you were still married at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there limited financial risk? Be- did your husband have a good job or, or what was going on there? Well, beca-
1: yeah, yeah, of course. You're la- of I, course. You don't of course. want to answer. I can no, cut no, this No, out. No, no, this is, this is, uh, this is uh, a timely question. Um, no, at the time, so he, yeah, he definitely, that was a big part of it, you know, I think at the time his whole outlook was, you know, as a lot of men have, um, you know, once you have kids, like the woman doesn't even have to work per se, like you know raising. That's that's not really sexist. He's not sexist, but maybe. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, you know, he definitely was of the mindset that you know our life was set up that I mean I'd already given up one career, moved to Edmonton for him. Now mm-hmm. I've given up my job to have kids. So there's certainly you know he was he was making enough money that we certainly weren't in the position that like if i made no money that was fine. Okay. So very different from you know the pressures from today. Like now i'm, you know, raising two kids financially on my own. Yeah. And it's it's a very different game. Mm-hmm. So I might still do it. I don't know. It might, might still seem even crazier. I would just have to recognize like the hustle would need to be real. There would be different pressures. Mm-hmm. But again, my kids are older now, so it would be a completely different game. But yeah, right. if, if they were six months old and I was pregnant, I probably would've you know, waited a little bit to start a business if I was completely on my own. Right. Um, but again, that's hindsight, and I tend to do things on a whim, so mm-hmm. that might not actually be true either. So sure. it's hard to say. But yeah, definitely the security there. It definitely took some of the pressure off. It was not my responsibility to pay the mortgage at that time. so.
0: Right. Well, so that's sort of nice. But it also and could backfire in other people where maybe you're not driven because there is no, there isn't the pressure almost. A hundred percent.
1: It's not, you know, my ooh. job, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not financially motivated because obviously I have a mortgage to pay. Mm-hmm. My kids like to ski. That's not cheap. Um, so there's certainly a lot of financial pressures that I face so therefore I need to make money Um, and this is gonna sound a little bit ridiculous but it it's always been I'm driven by a challenge Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not competitive in sports or things like that but I'm competitive with myself so if you're like okay like Olivia you can't do this I'll like yeah I can Mm -hmm. if you're like Olivia Kent can run faster than you I'm like yeah probably and I won't even attempt. I'll be like, yeah, sure, no no problem. Mm-hmm. We all know you can't. But anyway, just kidding. Well,
0: in the short... For 400 net. meters. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. We, we've proven the
1: fact that in, when it comes to endurance... Anyway. I um, got
0: destroyed yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you did the finish line. You
1: did help, you know, get us over walls and things. Like, that was important.
0: Yeah. Well, remember, the reason why I screwed was because at the end, I did those rings and I almost got to the uh, I didn't do the, the rings. Thing and then... And then I was like, "I it is over. Like, yeah. I am out. Oh, yeah, I remember you being out. And You're... then I couldn't do the burpees anymore. And, and that's like... when I was
1: still trying to figure out, like, if you had a different tone in your voice. Because I didn't know when you were serious or joking. Right. Because I was like, is he actually out or is he not out? Because ch- I can't tell by your delivery.
0: Right. But now you know.
1: But now I know. It's mostly a joke and then it's sometimes serious and it's so (laughs) fucking confusing um but no i think for me it was never Yeah, it was never financially driven in that sense where i'm Mm. like okay like obviously i need to pay my bills and things like that but i'm not driven by like having a lot of money in my bank account i'm driven by i want to succeed so and succeed being just like i'm up for a challenge like i get clients calling like we dropped the ball on this we have a i had a grand opening they were like oh it's in like four weeks time and I'm like you don't even have invitations. like this is crazy right I'm in right yeah. like I'm like let's do this like let's do this I'm on it um because I, I like that challenge mm-hmm. right so for me I don't think that, that would have had an impact um because I'm more about like making that challenge right and so again that would just have fallen into it and being like okay well <laughs> you better find a way to make some money mm-hmm. and I might take jobs that I wouldn't have liked um right. to make that happen So
0: sure fair uh two more questions do you have one because they only take it only takes you like 10 minutes to answer
1: each. right question. oh my so. god these poor listeners everyone's tuned out <laughs> by now anyways well, so we can just say whatever we i want. don't
0: think so well we get i get like 15 listeners at times oh okay so, so this like, is mostly for us right oh yeah, yeah. yeah. this is just an and excuse. i won't even listen this is an to excuse
1: it. to write off lunch you know exactly right. yeah
0: well that's all i mean i would
1: it. get bored listening to me talks so.
0: the uh what any any, do you have any, like, stories of failure at an event? Like, have you ever, like, had a bomb of an event?
1: You know what? Like, it's one of those things that, like, I don't like talking about because, like, I've, like... You know when you, like, repress things? Mm-hmm. You, like, you put it down on a shelf and you're like, this is never happening. So we had a speaker event. um, And everything was vetted. Like, it was... Anyways, the speaker showed up and bombed. So the event itself was... Well organized, I will say, everything. But the guy who was, uh, you know, I hadn't heard him speak, but we watched his stuff, his YouTube. He was represented well. Um, we had referrals. We had everything. Clearly was going through something in his life. Showed up late. And it was the worst. Like, sitting in that room, because you can't stop it. Mm-hmm. If someone's up there doing a guest speaking event, and it was, like, a motivational, like, this guy climbed Everest. Like, It was so terrible, and I had to sit through it. I couldn't stop it. You've got a room full of people, and everything, like, lunch was fabulous. We had great caterers. The invitations were amazing. Like, And I had to just sit there in that room and just watch everything crumble. Like, it was, that will always haunt me when I have to talk about it. Because you can't, again, it's not, like, one thing you can fix.
0: Yeah, sure. Like,
1: you're in it. Like mm-hmm. you can't walk up and be like, "So you suck." Sorry, everybody. This we ruined your lunch. There was a dozen people in the room that really appreciated it. Clearly had really low standards. Um, right. <laughs> like it was terrible. Right. Um, it was awful. And and again, I think what amplified it was that I had to sit there. Right. I left the room a couple times because I was like, "I'm gonna throw up." Like this is.
0: Oh, yeah, I was, uh, IG used to hire speakers for a, like, big conference when I worked there, and and, uh, what's the the real lady from the blind side?
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: whoever Sandra Bullock plays was the speaker once. I had to leave, like, almost immediately. I was like, this lady is the worst. It's supposed to be motivational. Mm -hmm. And she walks up there and is, like, basically, like, Sandra Bullock's a bitch like it's something like it was like what <laughs> yeah. is happening and I yeah. was like and then I was so mad because I'm like uh I get mad at, at bad public speakers mm-hmm. because I know how much they're being paid yes and like as a comedian and I'm like I know you know I'm doing shows like that I made up that, you know, whatever for 45 minutes for like 50 bucks sometimes. And I'm like, and this person with this garbage is making like 20, 25, 50 grand, whatever Mm -hmm. for these huge corporate ones. And I'm just like, I gotta get the hell out of here. Like tell a better story. Yeah, it's terrible.
1: And it's not that hard. Like, okay, let me rephrase that. It's certainly hard, but like, for someone who's lived their story,
0: Yes. It's made you're, a
1: name. Like, you have content. Yes. Like, you're making us. Like, you're creating content.
0: Yeah, if I have to make people know me. Like, but if I was a well-known figure or whatever, yeah. yes, you have you a have story. You have a story
1: that people are familiar with. So, people yeah. are already, you already have them interested. You already know it's tested. They made them. in her case, they made a movie about you. Right. Like, you have that. Mm-hmm. You have a great platform.
0: Yeah, nothing about it was motivational. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, I, I'll... You know, and most of the speakers they had were there were some pretty interesting ones. I mean, you're paying a ton of money exactly. Um, And last, my last question, I always like to end. No, I like to end with two. They're quick.
1: And for the record, that last one, you spent as much time talking as I did. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Just saying. Sir.
0: Well, whatever. I'm allowed to. Say whatever I want. This is my podcast. You dig me,
1: I dig you back.
0: Fair. That's fine. (laughs) uh, The first question is, you know, how easy is it to be an entrepreneur and be on your own?
1: Oh my God, it's so easy. Like it is, it is so easy. You know, the easiest part is Hmm. is like when you have a computer problem, because like when you're an entrepreneur, like you have this like huge network of like IT professionals that are just like. Anxious to help you, and like, the, the, my receptionist is phenomenal. Right. My bookkeeper now that's somewhat no. Obviously, it's terrible. Like you have to do those things. Like right. you're not. I'm not just an event planner. Now I'm a terrible bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. I'm a mediocre receptionist. Right. Um, my I got a new computer a couple weeks ago, and I still haven't formatted everything properly. So finding emails is a nightmare. Because mm-hmm. I clearly my IT department needs to be fired, so it's it's hard in that sense because you have to wear so many hats, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, okay, well you can source those things out. Of course you can, but they all come with the price tag, so you have right. to decide like, is it better for me to put the kids to bed and then spend you know four hours trying to reformat my computer mm-hmm. because you I can do it. It's just time consuming. But when you're at a company, you're just like, oh, I have a new computer. The IT department sets it up. It gives it to you. If you have a problem, you call them. You sit at your desk and, like, eat your lunch while they crawl under there and fix everything. Like, I've been there. It was awesome. Um, That's the
0: part I miss the most. Right? Legit. Seriously. When I have computer issues or whatever, and I'm just like, oh, oh my God, I wish I had somebody that could fix this. Because, oh, like, what the hell? It's like, terrible. Oh, ruins your whole terrible. day.
1: Terrible. So, yeah, IT and, like, the accounting side of things. Right. I just don't enjoy. And they're both really important to my job. Mm-hmm. So I have to do them.
0: Yeah. And, and I we, hate we, them. And we do.
1: We do. I mean. And I hate them.
0: Well, when I just hired Tanya and I was like, look, I'm giving you all the jobs I hate. Yeah. And she's like, and I'm like, I'm sorry, because this company is supposed to be pretty fun. And she's like, I like those. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was, this is great. I was, uh, last question I, I like to ask. And... Uh, any, would you ever go back to being an employee for a company
1: I think about it a lot uh, the last couple of months I've really thought about it a lot because I have the amazing problem that I have so much work <laughs> so I'm like I'm putting in 60, 70 hours a week sometimes it, it feels it is right now mm-hmm. and so sometimes I'm like you know I could make probably the same amount of money go work for someone else have paid vacation be allowed to turn my cell phone off Um, and that sounds really fun and amazing and like luxurious and I'd have benefits because I of course would only work for somebody with benefits Mm -hmm. Um, because right now I pay the dentist
0: Diamond Dental
1: great place to go by the way let's plug Tino I can
0: sell you benefits Uh, you
1: probably can actually Um, so I can buy those things anyway so so all that is so desirable but just selling my time to somebody is just I can't I couldn't do it. My time right. is worth more, so I would rather work. It was like caught I saw someone posted one of those like super annoying, but sometimes I read them and like be like, hey, I relate to that. Like little what do you call those on it? Like the meat is meme. meme. Or is it or a whatever. meme? Sure. Yeah. I, or I screw Motivational. Yeah, motivational moments. quotes. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I argue what memes are sometimes with people, but it was like oh, entrepreneurs, the people that you know quit their forty-hour-a-week jobs to work for sixty hours. I think is an overused quote. Mm-hmm. and I, someone posted it yesterday and I was like oh tell me about it after I just put in a 16 hour day
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I was like yeah why am I but at the end of the day you know if I next Friday my kid needs his people to go for this skating I sign up and I don't have to check with anybody mm-hmm. I don't have to book the time off I don't have to take a holiday day so for me I just it's, it's worth it it's worth it for yeah. sure so me too right
0: well thank you so much can we have fun? lunch yes please Sushi? Uh, yes, please.
1: That's fine. Are you buying? Yeah. Good! I'm going to order two Andres.
0: Are you? Well, no, whatever. So we can both. order a lot. <laughs> i just just kidding. I can eat a lot of sushi. But sushi adds up big time. It does. Anyways, if you need an event, you own a company. Olivia is the girl to call. Uh, she'll Her information will be somewhere on...
1: You know wherever. they've all tuned out right by now. They're like, I can't hire her. She talks way too much. <laughs> this is how meetings go. But thank you. Thanks oh, for thank having me. thank
0: you. For sure. It was fun.